Hi, Matt Harmsworth here, and uh, welcome to the Ask the Arb podcast. So uh, thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, then please do remember to uh, share and uh, subscribe to our channel. And in addition to the podcast, we have a video series on uh, on our website as well. That's on the Rover Environmental website at www.rover-environmental.co.uk. And you can also find us on uh, the YouTube. So uh, today, before we kick off, I just wanted to tell you about my new best-selling book, which we have launched called the planning application hack you can find a link to that on the website and you can find it on amazon as well now the awesome news about that is what we have done is we have gone and taken all the information that we have collated over 20 years of providing tree and ecological surveys for our customers Um, we've put it all in there as useful tips and tricks Uh, covering subjects like tree preservation orders, conservation areas, all the kind of content that you hear on the podcast is there within that book. So that's called The Planning Application Hack. It's by myself, Matthew Harmsworth, and you can find that on Amazon. So today I want to talk to you about feasibility surveys, and that comes off the back of an inquiry that we received this week um, from a very upset developer somewhere in the south of England. Uh, So basically, and it took me a little while to unpick this, but essentially um, it was a site that they purchased some five to six years ago. And on the site are um, two existing bungalows which sit within the same family. And uh, it's a typical story, I guess, probably that sadly the family um, or the residents passed away and the properties fell to... um, family and then they've so sold it on as a development opportunity so something that we see fairly regularly and what happened was the developer obviously wants to maximize their return on the site so they're looking to demolish these two bungalows and replace them with uh, three to four residential dwelling houses now the kicker here is that the uh, site is completely surrounded Uh, by trees and these trees are protected by an area tree preservation order and they're very high quality trees as well the category b category a trees very significant in the local landscape and um, the entrance way to the site is also heavily treed so it's an extremely constrained site they had a tree survey originally carried out i think in probably 2015 2016 as i recall and then moving on from that they had a further tree survey done in 2018 that produced a arboricultural method statement and tree protection plan based on the um the final layout and then this has gone into planning and it's come back with um a number of significant concerns i guess we'll call them concerns from the local planning authority and those concerns are all centered around the amount of shade that is going to be cast on the new buildings um, and whether those trees are going to come under pressure in the future for unsympathetic pruning and you've heard me talk about this before that's something that we um, see over and over and over again um, is uh, that the there's pushback from the local planning authority that trees on or adjacent to the development site are going to come under pressure 
in the future for unsympathetic pruning. And it's a pretty genuine concern, to be honest. I'm sure you'll agree. So it may be that the above ground constraints and the below ground constraints, the root mass have been considered early on in the development process. But actually, as those trees grow and expand, the branch work will, uh, branch architecture will come close to these existing buildings and the trees are going to then come under pressure for pruning, which is extremely difficult for the local planning authority to then um, object to or turn down. So where I'm going with this is that actually you're probably ahead of me, but is that really if the aboricultural advice had been sound right at the very start of the development process, this could have been picked up as an issue. The tree constraints plan, the original tree constraints plan, doesn't show any shading. It doesn't show the ultimate crown spread or tree size. Um, and it also doesn't take into account any new planting and what the ultimate crown size and height of those trees are going to be because some trees have to be removed to facilitate the project. Um, the developer has put in for mitigation planting which is uh, it's it's robust um, and fairly well considered but unfortunately ultimately those trees are also going to come under pressure so they've got some real challenges here to overcome and all these challenges could have been overcome if they had had a feasibility survey carried out before they purchased the site so today I just wanted to highlight the importance of uh, if you're a developer or you're an architect and it's very early on in uh, in the process perhaps your client or yourself you're just looking to purchase a plot maybe there are trees on or adjacent to the plot I would consider engaging the services of an aboricultural uh, consultancy to have a look at the feasibility of the um, the proposals that you're looking to uh, draw up because it may be the difference between the plot earning you money and making sense um, or whether it being totally unviable. So today I would have you consider the possibility that a feasibility tree survey is the way to go if you're looking to purchase a plot of land. So thanks for listening. Remember, check out that book on Amazon, The Planning Application Hack. And remember, trees first, not last. Catch you on the next one. You've been listening to Ask the Arb. Your host was Matt Harmsworth. To get your planning back on track, the next logical step is to go to www.go-roavr.co.uk right now and get your instant quote today.